Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. everybody and welcome back to Cleveland uh, Cavaliers basketball coverage on Fan Nation. This is Cavs Insider and we're glad to have you along with us. This is John Rutter. I'm Brendan Gulick and uh, this is our daily podcast on Cavs Insider. We are at Cleveland Clinic Courts here after uh, practice here this morning. It's the second of two two-a-days this week for the Cavs so they are going to be back on the floor again tonight. Uh, right around 5 o'clock Eastern time. We did have a chance to visit with head coach J.B. Bickerstaff. And with uh, two guys, we certainly expect a lot from this year, Evan Mobley and Karis LeVert. So we're going to touch a little bit on our conversations with them as well. You can find us on our social media channels at Insider underscore FN. Uh, we'd certainly appreciate it if you'd subscribe to our YouTube channel since it's a new channel. Uh, and you can find this podcast posted in audio-only form wherever you like to find your favorite podcasts. We will eventually here pretty soon be doing these streams live, not just recorded after the fact. And we'd love if, you, uh, if you'd interact with us. So uh, that's the homework off the top. In the meantime, I thought it was a good day. And, and uh, Coach Bickerstaff talked about their, uh, their, their um, intensity on the defensive side today in practice. What a shock. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> they, are, uh, they are running. Uh, he's, he's be very clear about that. Like, we're doing you know, full – full-on old-fashioned sprints. He wants his guys to be in, in, be in shape this year. Um, he feels like that's going to better prepare them for late in the fourth quarter, late in games. And I think that uh, that's something that he's certainly making a uh, making attempt. We talked about the beep test earlier. Now we're talking about sprints. So uh, the, the message is loud and clear that JB wants his guys to be in shape here and during this camp. I would think that if they are in shape, obviously it, it sounds like an easy thing Everyone to say. Everyone is in shape. Right, right. but the, the idea that they are – this is not a, a – well-weathered team they're young guys that if they're healthy getting in shape and staying in shape shouldn't be an issue for them and that absolutely could be part of their core dna wearing teams down late in games especially with the tempo and the intensity they want to play with yeah you just kind of took the words right out of my mouth this is a team that plays a little bit different brand of basketball than we're kind of accustomed to seeing in the nba aggressive defense they push the tempo on the offensive side of the floor there isn't a whole lot of like or Darius taking 10 and 15 seconds bringing the ball down the floor like if the if there's a miss these guys are rebounding it and they're trying to go and Evan Mobley talked about this today he might be one of the guys pushing the ball this year which could be really fun to watch right? I know and and obviously strange you don't see too many seven footers <laughs> racing up the floor um 
maybe that's the perfect place to start talking about Evan and some of the comments that JB Bickerstaff made. I don't think it's too much pressure, but he was, and, and JB said, we don't want to put too much pressure on him, but as Evan can elevate his game, we can achieve our goals. That was essentially the mantra from JB Bickerstaff. It's like, we talk to him all the time about you have a skill set that a lot of guys don't have and your ability to play fast, to control the ball is going to help us be a totally different team. Yeah. His, his size obviously is the biggest thing that stands out to you, but we mentioned that this is a guy that's going to you know, potentially bring the ball up at times this year. Um, he has talked about working on his shooting uh, and he said during media day uh, and it alluded to it a little bit today that you're going to see him on different parts of the floor this year. He was very comfortable at the elbow. That was kind of where he set up home, set up shop during his rookie year. And now he's starting to expand that game. So when you're able to add that element to uh, a roster that features Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Jared Allen down low, and then whoever that fifth person could potentially be, um, I think that that's going to really open up things and allow the Cavs to push, push the pace. And, you know, teams always like to say, we want to play on our terms. We want to dictate the, dictate the pace. Having a guy like Evan Mobley certainly allows you to do that. Well, And how many teams you know, put a certain lineup on the floor knowing like, hey, we're, we're going to play with more size which inherently most of the time means we're going to sacrifice some pace. That's not the case with this group. Um, and, and again, like I think it, it shouldn't be lost about how rare that is to, to do that at a high level. And it's something that all three guys we talked to today certainly said like, Hey, we, we know we can use this to be a strength for us. We've got to be in good shape. We've got to be able to be the better fit team in the fourth quarter. And we're not going to be afraid to put the ball in tight spots in our big guys' hands because we know they can handle it. And I think it was was it you that asked the you know, way, what is, what is Evan's favorite spot to, to have the ball in yeah. a big moment? Um, and he gave the Evan Mobley answer. Like, he's just <laughs> he's so soft-spoken. There wasn't a whole – he's like, ah, you know, I like doing it all. Like, Have you met a more likes, gentle he likes, giant? He, does. he did say he likes getting a big block down at the end of the game, which is, you know, obviously always something that Cavs fans like to see. Uh, Rock Mortgage Field House, but uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't have expected anything less. From him. He he is uh, he is such a kind, soft-spoken, gentle giant. You know, I think the the natural reaction when you see somebody as large as Evan Mobley is is to to think that they have this larger-than-life personality, yeah. this boisterousness, this this just general like loud, overwhelming type a and like that couldn't be further from the truth no, for I don't this want to guy say that he is unassuming but like he is very relatable to a sure. lot of people i mean you can you he's a guy that uh it's you know you don't have to worry about asking a dumb question because he's gonna just kind of <laughs> brush it off he doesn't really care and he's gonna answer you know he's gonna give you an honest answer at whatever whatever we're talking about just to to directly quote coach bickerstaff when when asked what does evan mean to this franchise he said, without trying to put too much on him, he's the guy that can help take us to the next level. We understand we have an appreciation for all of our guys, all of the all-stars on this roster, but his skill set in particular can really take us to where we want to go. And, and again, like I think they are trying to make him as comfortable and, and joyful as possible. And Evan talked about trying to ignore all the other stuff that's going on and just like literally live within the confines of this building so that he's only focused on what he needs to, to hear. And for him, that's, that's actually fairly easy for him to do because it's not an extravagant guy. Like right. he's, he's, you know, 
not a whole we're trying to get some gauging on his interests and what he likes to do outside of the floor and like not a he whole likes lot. basketball <laughs> so not a whole lot not a big shoe guy yep. you know not not anything like that so um look his, his focus is here and uh i think that it's important to point out also that and jb has said this as well every time they throw something at him he handles it well like nothing has been too much i know that they are trying to handle him with the quote unquote, I don't want to say quote unquote kid gloves because, um, because they're not, but, um, everything that they give to him, he handles. And that's why we're continuing to see his game flourish and we're, they're continuing to put more and more responsibilities on his plate. He also said, um, uh, Evan said about, um, the organization's trust in him. He said, look, it means a lot to me. They talk to me every day about how I can affect the game. I love that. And he said, when asked about how can you reciprocate that, he said, just by doing what they ask and by trying to play the best basketball that I can play, there's a humility about him that's uh, refreshing. You just don't see it from a lot of blossoming superstars. Um, and I think the, the word relatability that you used really hits home with me because I think there's a lot of people that are going to watch him play that can – get excited because he's a legitimately star caliber player, but he, he is relatable to, to an everyday fan and everyday person. I just think that's really cool. Can you tell that he's the son of a teacher <laughs> and, a, and a coach? I mean, like two people yep. that'll humble you in life. And he that's, is. that's what, and here he is like, he, just, you know, quiet, unassuming. And, uh, it's, it's great to be here at the, at the courts too. And the guys are absolutely back and forth behind us, but, uh, uh, you know, good to talk to him today too, and hear some more from him. Let's go to coach. Um, I think he was asked more today about defense, about conditioning, and then about Evan and about Karis. Um, how about we just go off the top? Your your biggest takeaway from what you heard from coach today? Um, I I think that you know we're we're continuing to see you know the the physicality that he wants to establish in this camp. I think that we're continuing to see uh, the conditioning element that uh, he wants to to bring and he wants to have with this team, uh, and you know. This is where you know we're, we're continuing to see that those building blocks, um, and I, it's it, it's been enjoyable to to hear them when we're sitting in the media room. Like you know we're behind closed doors, but these guys are hooting and hollering and getting after it during practice. So yeah, there's no communication problems. No, here. not at all. Um, not not at all. And that you know that's good for a team that is going to be um, you know known for its defense this year. You got to be able to communicate on that side of the floor. I, I think the the biggest thing that I kind of building off that. You know, he said, look, this is a group that genuinely really likes each other and they're having fun. But when it's time to work, they know how to flip that switch. And I, I just I think that's such a core principle to building a championship caliber team. You can't force guys to like each other. You can't force guys to want to spend time with each other away from work. But you get the impression that like these guys are are close genuinely and you can hear the fun that they're having with each other. <laughs> and, and then when it's time to really get after it, it's it's tough and it's fast and it's it's loud but Karis used the word family he's like yeah. man this this is rare what we have here most places don't have and i i genuinely don't think that's lip service you no, know especially not. with some of the guys that have been other places in the league you hear that yeah no it's not and i think that it's very easy for for coaches, for GMs, for organizations to talk about wanting to have a good culture, wanting to play. Look, everyone wants to have a good culture. Everyone wants to play the game the right way. Like they don't want to, you know, the Lakers aren't like, yeah, we just want to floozy around for, for you know, 40 minutes and then roll the ball to LeBron at the end of the game and have him win it for us. Like everybody wants to have that, have that approach, but like these guys live it every day. And I think that that has gone a long way towards the success that they had last year. 
They have a distinct identity. They they own up to it. They play uh, they play like it. Um, and you know, we heard you know, Kevin and Dean talk about it. I think yesterday and, and and perhaps the day before. There's a different kind of competition. Like there's a competition going on out here, but it's not like a I'm going to take your job competition. It's like guys cheering cheering each other on. Everybody's lifting each other up. Um, it, it is a more of a camaraderie as opposed to a competition. But um, and, and Evan alluded to that, right? I mean, he said, "Look, my favorite moments are the moments, you know, at the end of the game where he can make a big block or something." He said, "It's because everybody's pulling for each other. You want your teammate to make that big play. Uh, it's not a not a selfish desire kind of thing." So I, I thought that was cool. By the way, we did read a comment uh, on one of our previous videos yesterday. Someone was asking about Jetty Osman. Uh, Jetty has not been available to us in the media quite yet, um, but I asked coach about hey what what have you seen so far from jetty through camp and he quickly said he's been great he's in really good shape he's playing well on both sides of the ball and they want him to be a key component to this team i feel like maybe he's gone a little bit under talked about or underappreciated a bit just because of some of the other conversations around this team but i don't think he should be lost in all this no certainly and i think that that it kind of illustrates the level of talent maybe that is on this roster or maybe more so the level of responsibility that's on this roster um when you have a younger team and a guy like jetty uh he was you know in years past he was a guy that was relied on to handle some of those media responsibilities sure. to answer some of the questions some of those difficult questions that we asked you know when this team was was taking its lumps and now um that we're you know we're you know, we're riding the wave, um, you know, there's Jared Allen here, there's Evan Mobley here, there's Donovan Mitchell here, there are other guys that are kind of commanding the media's attention, and it seems like he's he's content with that, to just kind of sit back and say, okay, I'm just going to, you know, this morning, I, I read that comment too before we walked out here, and I, he was the first person I saw just shooting his free throws, yeah. um, hanging out with Kevin Love, like those two have a kind of unique brother brotherly bond, and, you know, they were getting a little friendly competition at the free throw line too, so uh, Jetty's, Jetty's here, well, uh, looks good, and by all accounts, having a pretty good camp so far, too. Let's talk, uh, kind of to wrap things up about Karis, right? We we had a chance to spend several minutes with him. I think the biggest takeaway is that Karis is trying to change his his body. Um, he, he said basically within the last couple of weeks, he finally feels as healthy as he's felt in maybe three or four years. That was very, that stood out a lot. Which is awesome, because a healthy Karis Levert is a total game changer, and we've heard it from other guys. But to hear from him, hey, look, I, I haven't gone full-blown keto, but I've cut a lot of sugar out of my diet. Good for um, Keto-friendly, maybe more than you know, full-blown ketosis. Yeah. I like pasta a little too much, so maybe someday. But, he, does too, yeah. but, uh, he said that that was one of the difficult things to cut, pasta and cookies. I feel you there, my friend, because yeah. cutting, out, cutting out sugar, he said he has a sweet tooth. I have 32 of them, so I understand, <laughs> I understand how that goes when you're trying to make those dietary changes. And look, good on him. Um, he's committed to it. It seems like it's working out, uh, working out for him. Um, that was kind of a glaring comment that he said, though, when um, someone asked him, how healthy do you feel or, or how long has it been since you felt this healthy? And he said, it's been a couple of years. And I thought that, I like, wow, like these, these were significant injuries. And he said that, you know, the ankle, the foot that he was dealing with last year, there were some kind of, there were some other underlying issues that he had as well that he really wasn't uh you know diving into a whole lot of details about so there was a bunch of things that were affecting his play physically he was thrown into a situation where he was traded mid-season which is always turbulent um and it, it's easy for us to sit back and see a guy traded at you know mid-season and say okay this is going to be a plug-and-play situation where he's going to come in here and start to shoulder some of that offensive load but 
I mean, I've moved apartments before. It's difficult. I can only imagine what moving cities is like. <laughs> yeah, he um, he certainly acknowledged, hey, you guys knew I was dealing with a foot and an ankle injury, but there were some other nagging things, underlying things I just didn't really want to make public. And he, even today, after they are apparently part of the past, he just didn't want to talk much about. But it just felt like he's kind of hit the reset button. The health is not a problem anymore. His fitness is in really good shape. He said, I did a lot of sprinting and long runs over the summer. I feel like I'm ready for the start of camp and for the start of preseason play. Uh, and look for, for a position on the floor where there could be some rotation between who that starter is at the three roll. But certainly, whether he's starting or not, Karras is going to be a part of this. I, I think it's important that he feels like, hey, I'm at the top of my game here at the start of the season. Yeah, I think he said today that uh, maybe last year he questioned some things, uh, what he was doing, you know, maybe with the ball in his hands, and that's not a position that you want to be in. Sure. Athletes always talk about confidence. Every, anytime that you ask an athlete, you know, how do you feel about this? How, do you, how confident are you with this? You know, 11 times out of 10, their, off, their answer is, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm very confident. But for him to kind of peel back the curtain a little bit, and say, look, there were some times where I wasn't necessarily trusting myself. Part of it was my health. Part of it was the situation that I was in. It feels completely different now. And I think that that is just going to go a long way towards uh, having him you know, flourish into a role here on this team. Cavs are one week away from playing their first preseason game. Actually, inside a week. Today's Thursday. It's it's uh, this coming Wednesday. Uh, they're going to be in Philadelphia. And um, obviously, there's four preseason games plus the wine and gold scrimmage on Saturday the 8th. So that's coming up in about a week and a half. Um, you know, we are not far away from seeing what this team's going to look like in competition more than just running through drill work and trying to be intense on the floor. Um, but you can feel the excitement and the energy in here, especially toward the end of practice. Uh, it's not it's not <laughs> fabricated, man. Guys are, are legitimately having a good time and, and still pushing proof, each other. If you need some of the proof, listen to uh, – usually JB is uh, – when JB's talking, there's still guys out there on the floor. If you need some of the proof – Listen closely to what's happening in the background, and you might get a little sneak peek about how hard guys are going even after practice is wrapped up. So uh, once the work's done here between the lines, they're still out there getting extra shots up. Yep, love it for sure. All right, that'll wrap up our coverage here for uh, Cleveland Cavaliers basketball on Thursday. Um, we will continue to bring you the the latest on uh, on the Cavs as they continue to get ready for the season. They do have a second practice tonight, but that is closed to the media. Uh, they'll practice at 5 o'clock. And then tomorrow and uh, Saturday, they will be on the floor from noon until 2.30. Uh, we'll be back here tomorrow to tell you what's going on and, and bring you all the latest from the, the guys that we get a chance to talk to. Uh, and we'll continue to preview the season along the way. In terms of our coverage, Saturday's a big day because that's the day we officially take over CavsInsider.com. And we'll start supplementing some of our video and audio content with some written stuff for you. So we hope you'll check that out, CavsInsider.com. We're part of the Sports Illustrated Media Group on the uh, Fan Nation Network. Again, our social media channels, at CavsInsider underscore FN. Uh, John and I are both on Twitter as well. You'll hear from Spencer and Adam and Tommy along the way. You can check them out on uh, a couple of our earlier podcasts. They've got some um, stories back piled already. They do. Yeah, we're going to have some stuff posted right away on Saturday. So that'll be, uh, that'll be great. Uh, but look forward to having you with us. And thanks for, uh, thanks for making us part of your Cavalier stop as you try to follow this team and they try to chase a, an NBA championship. Okay, for John Rutter, I'm Brendan Gulick. Thanks for tuning in to the Cavs Insider Podcast. We'll see you back here in Independence tomorrow afternoon.